you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've, we've been moving forward, uh, looking at the life of Christ and how that life of Christ has completely changed our lives and how the life of Christ uh, offers free eternal life, how the life of Christ offers an understanding beyond those things we can think of. And uh, Kevin, uh, they are out there in Baraboo, Wisconsin. I'd like to know what Baraboo means. You probably don't know. I know what caribou means. I don't know if this is caribou's little brother, Baraboo, but uh, what are you knowing about Baraboo these days? Anything? <laughs> you know, it's the last word, last letters are B-O-O, oh. you know, Baraboo, like boo. So, um, I don't know. They may, they may celebrate Halloween or, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's probably, uh, honestly an Indiana native American type of, of deal. Um, you know, we're getting into that, that section of the country pretty heavily, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's populated by a lot of Scandinavian people, um, you know, the, from the, uh, Oh, I think, let's see, Wisconsin is more Nor Norwegian, I think. And then when you move over to Minnesota, you get into more of the Danish and Swedish. I oh, may have yeah. that wrong. This may be Swedish. Swedes. No, the Swedes yeah. are in Minnesota. Yeah. So the Swedes and Danes, yeah, over there. Of course, Denmark's smaller, and there's not as many Danes. But uh, yeah, it's it's there's there's a it's just a different place, brother. So it's not uh, you know the the Canadians, which are not real far away from here, are um, you know a similar mindset uh, in that it seems a little bit more laid back, kind of a little, it's a throwback in time about 10 to 15 to 20 years in some ways, but um, they're just, they, they do things kind of in this uh, hardworking, hardy stock of people the way they do it. And yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It really is yeah. great. I had a, I had a Canadian tell me a while back, one of the, uh, we love our Canadian friends have a lot that listen to us, but I had a, this one liberal Canadian told me, uh, you know, Jesus was a socialist. I said, no, he wasn't. And they said, well, how do you know that? I said, cause people were fed, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> that's enough for me right there. Man. <laughs> I don't got to go deeper than that. But, uh, so folks, here we are moving forward with these hard Bible trivia questions and answers from 2023. And, uh, and, and next question to ask is, and this is for you, Kevin, I want everybody to know that, that Kevin is at, uh, 60% or he's at a hundred percent, 60% for the week. So he's got three for three moving forward. And, uh, so, so the Bible asks who requested for the head of John the Baptist? It was King Herod. Yeah. So old Herod told Herodias, his wife told her daughter Salome, right. And to entice mm -hmm. King Herod with her dancing skill. And when the King told her to make a request, it was John the Baptist's head on the platter. She was asked for. So we're at 80% out of a hundred folks. So we're at three day, four days in a row of solid answers that he can do no worse than 80% coming in tomorrow folks. And, uh, as we move forward, so today's word of the day, now, 
this is a, this is a word, uh, it's called resurrection, and we know that. We know it's a Bible word, and the word resurrects actually means to make somebody alive, to revive somebody from the dead, and or, you know, you may use that term resurrect to resurrect an old plan you had, but in the biblical case, the word resurrection is to take something that's dead, or a human being that's dead, and make them alive again. In a little while ago, we're going to see that, in a little while, we're going to see that verse that says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. For if we believe over there in 1 Thessalonians 4.14, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him, will resurrect. So when we see that term resurrection, this is a cool term, Kevin. This is a term that, you know, we're done, man. We're, we're just flash. We're, uh, you know, talking about Lazarus being dead four days. I mean, it, your body's rotten, but we're resurrected, yeah. it says. Yeah, made alive again. And Jesus, yeah, Jesus is our, you know, the firstborn from the dead. So he is actually the one that sets the... Um, you know, the blazes, the trail, he's the battering ram that busted through the, the, the glass ceiling, as it were, the, the stone ceiling, honestly, of, of death. And he resurrected. And so he is alive. And he said, because I live, you will live. And it says that we at salvation are, are, are buried with him in baptism the spiritual spirit baptism we are buried with him in baptism and raised again to walk in newness of life so we say that when we're water baptized too it's a picture of it but the reality is spiritually at salvation we are united with christ and we have dipped into death uh and then we're raised again and so we have this resurrection and the the beauty of it is this is this always comes back to help me is anything we go through after that, after salvation in our Christian life is subject to the resurrective power of God. And he may just decide to let a a thing die, to let a a relationship die, to let a a vision that we have. And and we may say, man, I've got a great vision to do something. I talk to people a lot and they're like, I have a vision to do something. And, and, and I'll sometimes say, just remember, God may let the vision die, that it might be resurrected again. And the scripture that teaches us that, uh, is that I may, this is Philippians 3, 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So God lets us go through things uh, that conform us to his death. Well, the death is the end of a chapter, but then resurrection is the beginning of a, of the, the rest of the book. And so that, that experience of, um, of, of where Paul said, I'm, I'm open to that. I, I I'm ready to have that, that happen. And it says in the book of Ephesians that, um, that, that, Paul prayed that the Christians at Ephesus would know the power of his resurrection, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him on his own right hand in heavenly places. So when he raised him up from the dead and that, that you might know the power, the ability of God to take you from the worst situation when it's done when the when the chapter is ended and what you hoped had never happened the worst case scenarios now happen 
what what happens then? Well, oh, I'm done. I throw in the towel. I didn't sign up for this. No, that's God's. That's God's. Our our extremity is God's. Is the is his the beginning, and so God is of his ability. So I'm just so glad, Doug, that resurrection is a real experience at salvation and following salvation, where He comes through and fixes things up after they die into a better condition. Yeah, and the Apostle Paul speaking to the church there at Corinth and his first letter to Corinth recorded in the Bible, and the Lord hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise us by his own power. And like you, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful for the great resurrection that's coming with a shout and a trumpet. I'm not talking about Donald where the Bible says in First Thessalonians 4, it says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall raise first. I am so thankful for our resurrecting God and, uh, and we shall know him. Remember that song, Kevin, we shall know him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that song by the print of the nails in, in his hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bible says we, we've got about a minute and a half before we go to our break here, but I want to go ahead and read these verses to get going. Uh, we're in John 11, uh, verse number 23 through 27. For those of you who are following along, it says, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Is what I said yesterday going ahead of time. She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art Christ, the Son of God, which come into the world. And yesterday I challenged you as we as we wrapped yesterday's broadcast, I challenge you, believest uh, do you do you believe as thou this? Do you believe that Christ can raise us from the dead? Do you believe that Christ can do this? Uh, Martha believed, and uh, and I'm here to tell you, Lazarus believed, and everybody in that area believed in just a few verses from us. But there's so much that comes from resurrection and faith. With without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And 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 Jesus begins by telling Martha, Hey, listen, Martha, you know what? He's going to rise again. And uh, it's going to happen. It's coming. And when, when God says that, man, there's, there's, some, there's some Christian shouting and pouting going on. I think there's going to be some happy tears. I'm thinking there's going to be some laughing. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Hey, folks, hang with us just one second. We've got to do what these radio stations need to do, but we'll be right back. will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. And I'm so glad that, you know, uh, the Lord reminds us, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he's just not talking about the future to these people. Some folks get this wrong. He says, I am actually the resurrection and the life right now. 
Mm-hmm. Right here on the spot, right where I stand, Kevin, I am the resurrection and the life. Hey, Martha, he's he's going to rise again. It's okay. I am the resurrection and the life. He's, he's putting the word out there. He's saying, this is where I am. This is who I am. That's glorious. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. That, that arrests my attention, too, as I look at this. You know, it's interesting that Jesus said, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha came back with, I know that. And, you know, how often do I say that to the Lord? The Lord's like, I've got this thing in hand. Well, I know you got it in hand. And we get commonplace. You know, we know the Christian answer to things. Hey, I know it's it's going to be okay. And and the, the, the wonder of it all is when Jesus says, I get it. When someone gives a pat Christian answer to you, particularly if you're suffering, if you've got PTSD, when someone says, oh, Romans 828, praise God, yeah. all things work <laughs> together for good. Yeah, it's easy for you to say you didn't lose your your loved one. You, do, you, know, you didn't have your legs blown off in combat. You know, I, I just remember uh, years ago, um, uh, it just someone was going through a terrible, terrible time. They're going through a miscarriage and there was someone from the church where the woman was as a missionary's wife was in the room, miscarrying a baby. And someone from the church said, Oh, she's miscarrying a baby. May I go in and talk to her? And the pastor like, yeah, go in and cheer her up. And so, so the, I mean, just a bad set of circumstances to encourage someone. And so she's laying in bed and this woman goes in and takes her hand and says, I'm so glad this is happening to you. God has something so wonderful. You, you know, uh, something good is, you know, so, as she wasn't saying, but I could just hear her say, something good is going to happen to you. And it's like, okay, this is really nice. Thank you for the thoughtfulness. But you know what? We don't, we shouldn't have to, as the sufferer, be courteous to everyone we meet that's coming with their diatribe of pat Christian answers. But Jesus, on the other hand, when he says, thy brother shall rise again, we can cling to those things because just like you pointed out, Doug, when he's answered, I mean, his next day was, I am the resurrection. And folks, when Jesus is showing up in your situation, Whatever form he's showing up, whether he's walking along the road with you on the way to Emmaus, whether he's showing up uh, walking on the storm, whether he's showing up, you know, after someone's dead, before it happens, you've got the best possible scenario. And that's why we want to walk with Jesus every day if possible. We want to say, Lord, don't ever leave me. You know, Moses said, except you go with me. Carry me not hence. In other words, I don't want to make this decision unless your presence is here. And I think that would be wise for every person that's suffering is to say, Lord, I can't anymore say this has to turn out my way. But if you just show up with comfort, if you just comfort me, that's going to be really what the basic human need of the hour is. And uh, the Lord's like, you got me. You got everything. And it's true. Yeah. Boy, we need that kind of comfort, don't we? And, and uh, you know, I just keep on reflecting back to the scene. In my mind, I'm trying to put together the disciples, Christ, Mary, Martha, you know, Martha running out. I'm putting together in my mind the other people around. Uh, you know, here we are. There's a tomb going on. There's people around. Christ doesn't move without a lot of people paying attention. 
uh, and, and you got Christ, you know, asking questions and doing these different things. And, and, and he's looking at whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And yeah, I, I totally believe. I, I totally believe in you. Now I'm thinking about these other 12 dudes. And what's coming to my mind, Kevin, as I think about them, I know this is a long explanation to say this. There was one who never got it right. There was one who sold out Christ and committed suicide. So, I mean, if you can imagine, here's, here's, you know, Judas, he's following the, he's, he's part of the tribe. He's in the inner circle. There's things going on. He's, you know, he makes it to the upper room. There's all these different things going on. Peter's mother-in-law is healed, water to wine, different things are going on. Miracles are happening. Life's going on. There's Pharisees, there's Sadducees, there's crazy people. There's wicked things going on, traveling in the day, traveling at night, lessons learned. And here comes Martha, who's probably spent, you know, one one millionth of the time that Judas and these other disciples have been. And Christ looks at her and says, do you believe this? Or she's the one who answered. Maybe he said it to all of them. And uh, there's power in belief. And, you know, he's asking her, do you truly believe? And, you know, as I've said, this is relevant. So as we wrapped up the day, do you truly believe? Do you truly believe the last two days? Is this something you truly believe in? And Martha responds, you know, she, she makes this confession of faith. I mean, right out there in front of everybody, no apologies. Uh, she's like, you know, I believe. And I, I think that Jesus' identity, you know, through all life, for these thousands of years since Christ walked on earth, these last couple thousand plus years, you know, if you look at all religions, there's either an argument for his identity or a belief in his identity. All other religions, you know, there's been no savior. There's no Christ. We see it everywhere. Pick a religion. Uh, pick a religion of people who are trying to provide a savior or provide a man for God or whatever the case may be. It's an identity issue. And in my life, Kevin, I see these words. Do you believe this? Do you believe in me? And I'm coming back to this point in life where we got to pick sides. And, uh, and folks, there's only one side that lasts all eternity in heaven. There's only one side that provides miracles. There's only one side that provides resurrection. There's only one side that's going to raise this dude from the dead. There's only one side that can change everything in our life. So friends, you know, as I pass this to Kevin, remember this in these last couple minutes. Remember this. Jesus' identity as our Lord and Savior, is everything. Yeah. Boy, you're so right. The um, The identity that Jesus showed up with was basically, I'm sufficient, I'm enough, do you believe this? And, you know, whenever I go through a dark time in my life, the darkness is, is the, the, the light versus darkness hinges on the thing, you know, do you believe, do you believe that I'm enough? Do you, do you really believe that I'm enough? And there's, I personally love music. So when God gets a hold of me, many times it's through a song and I don't know why I'm wired that way. I'm kind of like Elisha where he, you know, there's someone's dead and, and she's crying over her dead son. And he said, bring a minstrel and let him play before me. And there was something about this, the idea that, you know what, I need to just get my mind cleared out and get it on the things of God. So this minstrel play didn't even say what he played and music helps me to, to, to sometimes I'm talking about good music, godly music, worshipful music, you know, those there's just different songs and a different song would just get me back into belief 
that, you know what, God is big. He's, I, my, he's touching my heart and that the, the touchstone of Jesus is him touching my heart and he's touching my faith. And when he touches my faith, I feel like Martha that rises up and says, yes, you are there. I do believe, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of God, which should come into the world. By the way, Christ means the anointed of God, the one that is all sufficient, the one that God chose to fix everything. And he didn't fix it on their timetable, but you know what? He is enough. And that, that's what I want to, I want to rise up. I want my faith to rise to the to Jesus speaking to my heart with, be it with music or a word of a podcast. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. I want my faith to be touched by God again. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, folks, your faith, trust in him. Oh, the wonderful, the wonderful savior, the only one that can resurrect us. Folks, we surely do love you. We hope you have a great night tonight. Make sure you come back tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.